Welcome to the Victor Collins Sabre podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down-to-earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this beautiful occasion. Speak to our hearts. Thank you for your presence in this place. In Jesus' name, somebody said, Amen. You may be seated, please, in the presence of the Lord. And welcome to our experience, Good Shepherd Experience, our second service. If you are here for the wedding, you are welcome. If you are here for church, you are also welcome. If you, are, if you are here for a girl, it's also okay, you are welcome. If you are here for a boy, it's also okay, you are welcome. Whatever reason that brought you here, you are very, very welcome. I want to, um, like we do usually here, I preach and then we do the ceremony. If I do the ceremony, by the time I finish, some of you will leave. So in order not to let you leave, I'm preaching first. But if you leave, it's, it's uh, Miss Harry that you're going to offend, not me. So I want to preach first and then we'll do the married in. But David, you were here just the other day. What are you doing in front? <laughs> you still feel the wedding, wedding vibes. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why not? Why not? Beautiful. All right. Um, Second Samuel chapter 6. Second Samuel chapter 6. Oh, welcome again. Yeah, Second Samuel chapter 6. Them boys is in the house. <laughs> I see them boys. Your secretary is also in the house. Your secretary prays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, remember, we've not forgotten. <laughs> we are not those who forget. <laughs> remember everything. Okay. Uh, are you there? Second Samuel? Are you there? Okay. Chapter 6. New Living Translation. If you have that, that would be beautiful. New Living Translation. If you have that, that will be beautiful. Second Samuel chapter 6 and verse 20 from verse 20. The Bible says that when David returned home to bless his own family. When you are, when you are a, a husband, you should be able to bless your family. Did I say something wrong? Everybody's quiet. Husbands who don't bless their families, they need deliverance. <laughs> The Bible says when, they, when David returned home to bless his own family, Michal, remember Michal is uh, the woman that David married, Saul, King Saul, the first ever king of Israel, I mean human king, um, gave his daughter away to uh, David to marry um, because he, he kind of fancied the guy and, and how he, he stayed, right? 
it was Michal that David had to pay a bright price. Those who marry without paying a bright price. If we're a Christian, it's not right. Christians pay bright prices. Turn to the neighbor sitting next to you. Christians pay bright prices. If you're a Christian, you're going to marry, you will have to pay a bright price. Because a Christian is somebody who is cultured, who has been raised, who is proper, and who knows how to conduct himself according to the customs and the traditions of the Bible. Is somebody listening to me today? And so a Christian pays a bright price. Any woman here in Good Shepherd who doesn't allow price to be paid, you are not a church member here. In this house, we promote, we advocate that the women, when they are getting married, that the men should have paid a bright price. Are you, are you listening to me? A price must be paid for you before you can show up your face here at the altar. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Otherwise, you come and we will not, we will not be here. Have to, bright price must be paid. So, the Bible says that David came back to bless his own family. Then his wife, who is Michal, like I said, he paid a bright price for her. Do you know the bright price? King Saul told King David, I don't want $10,000. I don't want $20,000. I want, I mean, for the lack of a better word, which is exactly what happened. I want, you know, when a male is circumcised, a, a, some, some form of skin is taken off from his male organ. So King Saul told David that he wants 100 of that from the Philistine men. What a price. It means that David has to go and look for 100 Philistines, men who are willing to take off their, their pants and say, please circumcise me, take off the foreskin, add it to the 25 you have, and go and pay the bride price for the king's daughter. Somebody ought to be crazy. But that is what King David was asked to do, and that is what he did. These days, people don't want to do the things we are telling them to do when it comes to Christian marriages. There's a six months counseling, they don't want it. They were told there were conditions. And if you like the woman, if you want the woman, you follow the condition. Hundred foreskins of male Philistines. Can you imagine you're going to marry this girl from our boy's town? And the father says, I want hundred Beijing men. Circumcise them and bring the foreskin. Beijing. <laughs> <laughs> to find one, I'm sure it's going to be a problem. 
To find 12, I'm sure it's going to be a problem. To find 100, God has to be on your side. Yeah, I'm sure many people would not have married if that was a bride price we were supposed to pay. Yeah, some of you, you don't even care about it. You, you don't even care about the parents of the bride. You don't care. You think the woman dropped from the heavens. Yeah, you think she dropped from the skies. He came from heaven to earth. So this is the same woman, Michal, who King David paid a hundred foreskins of the Philistines for. So he came to his home and he was blessing his family. And listen to what happened. Then the girl said, this Michal girl said, the daughter of Saul, she came out to meet him, which is nice, which is normal, because most wives don't come out to meet their husbands when they are coming home from work. Joshua, I'm preaching to this marriage counseling room. I don't have to tell you that I'm doing marriage counseling. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm preaching. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome, message. She came to meet him at the entrance. And she said in disgust. She said in disgust. You know, in Ghana, we say, you disgusting. That's disgust. Yeah? She said in a disgusting mood. She took the form of a disgusted wife. Are you following? Jojo, are you following? It's for Jojo and for all the wives and for everybody here. The man has gone to war. He's brought back the ark of God into Jerusalem. And when he finished everything, he went home to bless his family. The woman even didn't know what he was bringing. That the man was bringing a blessing. Sometimes when your husband is coming home, she's actually coming to give you money. But the way you meet him, he, he keeps the money in his pocket. So you don't have husband, so you don't care what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. The man has money, he's coming. He's coming. And all that he's singing about is that I'm going to bless my wife today. Only to meet a disgusting wife at the entrance to the house. With a straight face. With a bad attitude. Are you with me? Wonderful. Listen to what I'm saying. The Bible is showing us somebody King David King David the man after God's heart he goes to bring the ark of God back home where it belongs he's so excited he's in the celebratory mood he's going home to bless his family he goes and lo and behold his fancy wife he paid 100 Philistine, Philistine foreskins for meet him in disgust. Then he makes it. You see, when I, talk, when I preach about women, the, the women, they don't like me. If you're if you a wife here, you are not afraid of me. Then you are not part of this church. You should be afraid of me when I'm preaching. 
You should see what the Bible says about you. It's not me. It's, it's right there. How can your husband go out on such a mission and he's coming home and then your mind is that when he comes home, you, you, you're not even going to say, oh, welcome. Oh, let me, let me just take off your shirt. You, you, you are going to meet the husband in disgust. You say, I shouldn't preach about women. Who should I preach about? Men? This real woman empowerment service. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a new wife. <laughs> yeah. I hope God is seeing the guys are seeing what I'm seeing from stage. Are they seeing what I'm seeing from stage in arrangement? Okay. How distinguished the king of Israel looked today. <laughs> that, that, that's that's, that's sarcasm. Sarcasm. How distinguished the king of Israel looked today. Shamelessly <laughs> shamelessly exposing himself to the seven girls like any vulgar person might do. You see, I, I, I have to move on quicker because I can spend all my 45 minutes here. You, you see, you see, Georgia, you see what this, this, she's supposed to be a princess. And supposed to know how to even speak. Being born in a king's palace and being raised up. He's supposed to be somebody who is decent and has a good attitude. Because those people are cultured. Those people are trained and they are raised up properly. I mean, proper. She says how distinguished the king of Israel looked. As if she's bringing a, comment, a, a, a compliment. Then she says, exposing himself. Is it, why didn't she say to the public? Why does she have to bring girls inside? That, that's how women behave. You like she. You like she. I don't know how you and that girl is, is relate. It, it is always for a woman going to be another woman. Until you get mad, you become a mad person. Yeah. Shamelessly exposing himself to the seven girls. Do you think it was only the seven girls who were there? Tasha, the king is coming to town. The whole town is up there. Do you think it's only seven girls who are there? Ah, so, you see, her view of David's behavior and what he was doing has actually been skewed. It has something good has been turned to look bad. Just like how people are making uh, our prophet's name look like, uh, it's like good things. People are just looking at it from their point of view and they are making people look bad. Like I said, this is not a bad church. Every church is a bad church. 
Every church has people who are somewhere. You see, the people we meet in church are our own Guyanese people. Out there, it's not English people you meet out there. Out there in the school, in the marketplaces, your homes, it's the same common Guyanese people with the same disgusting behavior. That is why you should respect pastors who can gather people. Miss, Miss, Miss Harry here is a teacher. I don't think she wants to carry two of the students in her class home for nothing. No, no, no. All no, no. Oh, the children in the school are disgusting. Including Jeremiah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Torment his sister. It's the same group of people who dress up and come to church on a Sunday. Don't forget that. Who will step on your toes. Who will offend you. Who will make you feel uncomfortable. You, you, you can't take it too much because you are also like that. We are all like that. Look at, look at somebody who was raised in a king's palace. A king's daughter. Married one of the greatest people in, in history does not have a single form of respect for this man. He said that many people don't have respect for the things of the church. I'll say it again. Many people don't have respect for the things of the church. Many people don't respect churches. Many people don't respect pastors. But you see, do not be deceived. God is not more. Whatsoever a man soweth. See, the Bible says that do unto others what you want others to do unto you. If you want people to respect you, you also have to learn to respect people. You can't want respect and not want to give respect. It doesn't happen anywhere. It doesn't happen anywhere. You have to get it. If you want to be, if you want anybody to respect, you have to learn to sow seeds of respect. was David doing? Let's go to the next verse. <laughs> David retorted to Mikal. I was, let's see what the man was doing. I was dancing before the Lord who chose me. You see, Mikal made it look like the guy was improperly dressed. Are you following? Alana, welcome. Are you following? You are welcome. Yes. <laughs> Mikhail makes a statement suggesting things from her point of view. It is actually not what really happened, you know, Jojo. The man who was involved in the thing now speaks. Then all of a sudden we hear that he was actually dancing. The woman never mentioned dancing. There's always two sides to a story. 
That's why in court, the two parties must meet, come together, and everybody present their case. If you're here for the first time, and maybe you are not impressed about our church, that's your side of the story. <laughs> there are people here who are very impressed about the church they are part of. Always two sides. Yeah. (laughs) He says, I was dancing before the Lord who chose me above. You, Father, you disgusting, Father. <laughs> Are you following? He chose me above your father and all his family. You may not understand this. Kingship or royalty is by inheritance. So the king, when he's no more, a son takes over. David was not a son of Saul. In other words, for David's sake and for God's choice, he actually shifted the line of inheritance to David, who was nowhere connected to the throne. David took notice of it. He wasn't ignorant. He didn't take it for granted. He took notice of it and he said, you know what? For what God has done for me, if I have to dance in the dancing stars. For what God has done for me, if I have to sing in the singing stars. For what God has done for me, if I have to be called to be a pastor. For what God has done for me, if God has made this man choose me. Then I will behave in a way that you can be disgusted by, but I don't really care. I don't really mind. It's not a problem to me. Because if only you understand something that is running for generations, and because of you, God stops it there and changes direction. If you understand what it means, then you say, I don't care what you think about me. I am doing what I'm doing for the person who chose me above your wonderful father and every nice person in your family. And and I am glad that the pastor here preaching wasn't you and it's me. God didn't choose you, he chose me. I'm glad about that. (laughs) That's why I'm preaching the way I'm preaching. Because you will not choose me. You, let me let me stand for president presidential election. You see what people say about me. They will say things that you have never heard in your life ever about me. <laughs> yeah. Then you get a God who chooses you, doesn't put you up for elections, and just puts you on the seat. On a seat that, that is not close to you at all. And you want me to behave like a what a decent diplomatic person in his presence? Like, I don't understand who has called and chosen me. In other words, in the the marriage, it's the same thing. Jojo, you are here today because 
Que é um tiozinho. And those who may have forgotten because you have two children now, he chose you that's why you are even in the position you are in. Some of you, it has been five years and you have forgotten. It has been 28 years, so you have forgotten. It is 35 years and so you have forgotten. That another woman would have been sitting here today and not you. Any woman could have been another woman. You could have been Tasha, you could it could it could have been another mistress black, not you. Yeah. Just, just in case you just, and women and people who are close to great things normally forget how privileged they are to be involved in what they are involved in. Oh, yeah. yeah. In fact, do you know the title of my message? Let me give you the title of my message just in case you don't know. (laughs) The title of my message is Seven Things Everyone Should Know About Familiarity. Seven, not one, seven. I've not, I've not even started. I can start next week, it's not a problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about familiarity. What makes a woman who you pay hundred for skins then he gives it as a bright price to a woman. He could have been killed. Then he gets this risk his life and he gives it to your father and your father gives you away to him he brings the ark of God he's dancing, dancing, dancing dancing to the extent he even didn't realize that how can a man be naked really even if you're wearing a robe and you have buck talk you're still not naked ah. so he says he appointed me as the leader of Israel people of the Lord, so I celebrate before the Lord. I, I don't get attitude before the Lord. I celebrate. I, I, I'm talking to you. We don't, we don't develop attitude in church. We celebrate God in church. Francis, you understand? We celebrate. Many of you don't understand your salvation. So when you come to church, it's like somebody has to massage you and caress you and smooch you and romance you to, to, to behave yourself. He says, he appointed me as the leader of Israel, the people of the Lord. So I celebrate before the Lord. Next verse. I'm building my, 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 my foundation. Yeah. Hmm. Next verse. So he says, yes. And I am willing to look even more foolish than this. Even to be humiliated in my own eyes. But those seven girls you mentioned will indeed think I am distinguished. 
You don't like me, them girls don't like me bad. <laughs> you drop me today, they'll pick me up. You try. I'm talking to wives in the church. That same girls you are talking about? You drop me, they'll pick me up. Oh yeah. Can you not imagine if I was to call you one day and say, Please, Lady Pastor Elsie has not cooked for two days. I hungry bad. Hey. 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 Oh, food will arrive. The food that will come, I'll not even be able to eat it. It will spoil, right? You, 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 you misbehave with him. The seven girls will pick him up. When they pick him up, you'll be so surprised that somebody likes something that you don't like. <laughs> you don't like? You don't like? He's disgusting. He's disgracing himself. Oh, really? Drop him. Can you drop him and see? <laughs> drop him and see. Drop him and see. <laughs> you will see seven girls at work. Yeah. Yeah, I hear there are some girls, they like the red eyes of the vehicle. The red eyes of the vehicle, they like that. <laughs> red eye vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dancers, are you alive? You look at old people, you look at some old people in the church. <laughs> You're hungry. <laughs> he said, but those seven girls you mentioned? You wait and see. They glad for you for drop me down. <laughs> you try this. Some of you pray. You answer their prayers. Every wife should understand this. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sharon, you drop Jason and see. Hey. You are you look back and say, What? The seven girls who make you feel so bad. You realize that you made a, one of the biggest mistakes in your life. You drop him and see. If I, I should, I should tell you, let me say, drop him and see. <laughs> it's David who's talking about. David said that the people, the, the people, uh, you, the people that you are, you are mentioning, using them as people who don't like how I'm dancing. The same people you are talking about. You try them. You try them. The next verse is very important. And then he says that. The Bible says in verse 23, so Michal, so Michal, the daughter of Saul, remained childless throughout her entire life. 
she, she thought that she was just trying to correct the anointed vessel. She thought that you are my husband, so I have every right to tell you what I feel. Sweetie, you don't have every right. You do not. I am telling you from the Bible, you do not. All the people who are married to pastors, married to men, you don't have all the rights. There are some things you should let slide. Mr. Shelley, I hope you are following. You look very attentive. I like that. The Bible says that because of this lady's disgusting behavior towards the king of Israel, who was innocently celebrating his God, she remained childless for her entire life. Do you know that many people are barren, they are unfruitful, they, nothing good can come out of them because they said something bad about the man of God and they don't even know? think about it. Some of us who are men of God. I don't know about the rest, but I mean, some of us who are men of God. (laughs) Karen, if you are lying down next to a man of God in the night, will you you wear tights? Will you wear jeans? No, we should. Oh, you should? You should? You won't be like, no, we should. They will tell you, if I don't wear it, air will go inside. It will become plop, 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 plop. That's what they will tell you. The place called the place called Aina. Yeah, yeah. That's what I tell you. <laughs> Uncle Gods. That's what I tell you. I can't sleep without. You can't sleep without. Hey. So somebody is ready to sleep without. <laughs> how can you how can you have such a privilege? You see. It is because, and that's what I'm talking about. It is because people don't realize when they even become familiar. People don't realize when they have gotten to know somebody so well, so long. That now, they are not moved by anything. In fact, you should pray that you don't know somebody important in your life so well. And so much. Oh, I don't know. I want to know him. I know you. If you know the person, you become familiar. You see, somebody told me on their wedding night. I'm not sure what Jojo will see tonight, but the person saw a midget on their wedding night. You know midget? Baku. Who's a Baku? Yeah, you shot man, yeah. <laughs> you see, for, when you see the short man, you lose respect. Yeah, you are smiling. Skin your teeth, man, it's okay. <laughs> I pray you'll see any short man in your life. <laughs> you don't like short people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, two by two. People don't like two by two. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's a type of wood. Yeah, you use it to do. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about purple art, you're talking about wood coming. <laughs> Are you following? So put yourself in Michal's shoes. She has gotten to know King David so well, so much, so long, that she feels she can talk anyhow. Watch when you have a relationship over time and how people change. I have church members who have matured, they've changed. Initially, they'll tell me everything. Now, they hardly say anything to you. We've gotten used to you. We've gotten used to you. I don't have to. Initially, everything, everything. Reverend, pastor, bishop, everything. Now, a big man and big woman walking around. Some people even used to ask me for advice on what they should wear. Now, they know what they have to wear. They have graduated into fashion industry, in the fashion industry. Yeah, they, they, they choose. I don't care what you think about it. I, I like it. But initially, they'll say, oh, eh, since the thing are short and tight, because you can't wear certain things when you come to church. Maybe some of you, when you wear tights, the tights even shows. It's not supposed to show. The tight is so tight that it shows. It's so tight. It has, it has, it has squeezed your, your, your ties. That you see it, that you are wearing tight. The thing that those are things underneath. They are not supposed to be seen. That's why they are underneath. There's another campaign to reveal things that are underneath. That's another campaign. If you want that. So, what should you know about familiarity? One point, and I'll close. I'll close. I'll go on to the wedding because Jojo looks like she's she falling to sleep. Yeah, all the nervousness. Is Drinishi. Where's your brother? Is he the one coming from there? He looks so. Where's Joshua? But well, he, he vexed. You want nobody deal with, it, deal with he, his sister? <laughs> touch, touch his sister. So you won't come to the wedding? Sure. I see somebody running and coming. Looks like him. Yeah, yeah. If he's not here, we'll not do the wedding. He has to be here and see when somebody kiss his sister. <laughs> As he's kissing somebody's sister. <laughs> the first thing you should know so I'm talking about seven things everyone should know about familiarity and you see right there from Mikhail you marry a distinguished man you get familiar with him you don't care what you say initially you adored him you wanted him you got him now, it's normal. King David. <laughs> Can I have a message? <laughs> Augustine. <laughs> Number one. Write it down, it's long. That's very important. Familiarity means, so number, point number one is de- defining familiarity. Familiarity means to know someone or something so well and in such a way 
as to cause you to lose your admiration, respect, and sense of awe. See, that, that's why I try to go a bit deeper like Shat, man, and this, because you have to know somebody so well to disrespect him. That, that's how it is. It's actually a fight to not disrespect people you know so well. Oh, is that helping Naomi coming there? I can't. Because you know Shona, she, he, he, she doesn't care about your feelings. And so you know her so well. And when you see her, you beat out. <laughs> yeah. But somebody's willing to meet such a giant. Never seen such a, such a human creature before. Yeah, so wow. I want to meet her. I want to be her friend. Wow. This is a giant from the sons of Anak. My God. And you see? I can't. Yeah, later. later. <laughs> She's in the canteen. Me go in there. I go to shop man. <laughs> Wait until shop man show you his real nature. You say you, say you like Elpishana rather. Like, man, let me go by Elpishana man. I mean, you know. She, she, she's not all about. Familiarity means to know someone or something so well and in such a way as to cause you to lose your admiration, respect, and sense of awe. If I were you and I was a wife, I know you want to know a lot of my husband's business. Yes. You see, those who want, want to know a lot about their husbands, they end up disrespecting them. Who's that? Whose name is that? How you say, you, baby? Who is that baby? I thought I was the only baby that came out of a womb. The babies come out of wombs. <laughs> you see, once you get to know him so well, Shana, then you see that there is disrespect. Then something that started so nice, you lose it. You don't even understand why you lost it. Because you thought you were trying to make a point. And you are also a human being. That you also have feelings. And that you also have eyesight. And I want to see, I want to feel, you must address it. The mistake is that you are addressing something connected to a man of God who is anointed. Or somebody God has placed over you as your authority figure. Familiarity means to know someone, to know. I, I know, I know, I know. I'm not stupid, I know. That is why you don't respect him. To know someone or something so well. There, there are some, I've, I've, many years ago I saw this kind of shows on TV. Couples come and then they, they kind of quiz them about knowing each other. So they do, what is his favorite color? What is his favorite vacation destination? What is his favorite meal? Those kind of things. And the, the, the couple that scores the highest mark, they win like a trip to somewhere. You see how people say, oh, it's yellow, and then they say, no, it's pink. (laughs) 
No, you will shut off if you know somebody so well. You will shut off. I'm telling you. You turn off the switch like you turn it off like that. Darkness. And the darkness now is what does not work in your favor because like Mikal, you will not see any progress or prosperity for the rest of your life. It is as serious as that. That's what the Bible says. Throughout her life, she didn't bring forth anything. Why don't you want to know about familiarity and avoid it? Ask your neighbor, why don't you want to know about familiarity and avoid it? To know someone or something so well and in such a way as to cause you, the knowing causes you to lose something you had in the beginning. Yeah. In the beginning, you should turn off the light because you don't want to see each other's face. Now, you don't care whether it's light or no light. Do quick and let us go. Hurry up. I'm tired. Make haste and go out. Like that. Make haste and go out. I gotta go out. You, 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 don't, you don't get satisfied. You eat all the time. You don't get satisfied. You take it long. You don't finish yet? Yeah, like that, like that, like that. You know somebody so well. You lose your sense of oh, oh. You lose it. And you switch off darkness. And I know what he's going to do. I, I, I can close my eyes and tell him and tell you his next move. And, and it was, that is what has actually brought you to where you are, you are now. A place where there is no fruitfulness. There's no progress. There's no revival. That's why you're tired of Familiarity means to know someone or something so well and keep it there so people can write. Those who have missed it, they'll write it. The scripture is second somewhere, we know it. To lose your admiration and respect. Amen. Stand your feet, please. Already tired? Eh. speaking to us. Thank you for encouraging us. Thank you for opening our eyes. That we'll continue to receive life from the blessed person, the privileged places you have given to us. Mikhail was privileged and blessed. That's what actually made her who she is. She continued in the royal palace. From this moment, as much as she was in the palace, she was not useful. Anybody who is in a place and is not being useful, lack of fruit and lack of progress, deliver your people as you run through this series. Let life begin to spring again as we regain our sense of awe and admiration and respect for the people you have blessed us with. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name.
heaven. You are here this afternoon. You are not saved. You are not born again. If you die right now, you are not sure whether you go to heaven or hell. You want to say, Bishop, please pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Every eye closed, every head bowed. You say, Bishop, please pray for me. I need Jesus. If you are here like that, I want to pray for you. Just your right hand. I'll pray for you. Once you lift up your right hand, I'll pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Why don't you come to me? Come, come to the front. Let me pray for you. Come. Clap for them as they come. My dear, if you lifted up your hand, please come to the front. Let me pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, God bless you. God bless you. Oh, clap. Are you clapping? Keep clapping. I want to meet you here. Come this way. God bless you. God bless you. Come right here. God bless you. God bless you. Come on. Give auntie some space, man. God bless you. Anybody else coming? This is why we come to church. We come to church by the grace of God to be changed and to be affected. This is why we're here. Let's pray. I want you to pray this prayer after me, okay? Close your eyes, lift up your hands, and say with me, Heavenly Father, I am a sinner. Forgive me of all my sins. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth that Jesus died. He was buried. He rose again from the dead and that he's alive. I open my heart and I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I pray for everyone who came forward. Thank you for their lives. Let this be a great and a permanent change for the rest of the day, the days. Thank you for preservation. Thank you for your involvement. Thank you for your covering. Lord, I usher you and I invite your covering into this life. Thank you for protecting care for this baby from this moment forward. Thank you for this life that has been changed, that has been affected by your word and by your power. I declare that this is a new life. And this is a new life for the rest of your days. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. For booking and more information on the ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on 592-691-5301 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. God richly bless you.